To grapple man, soon may come To ramble, rant, and flap his gums One day when the grapplers scrum He'll talk about the wrestling world Well, Priest got his boys and they gathered round They gambled picks from a site they found In hopes they'd hit their fists will pound Gamble, gamble, degenerates we are LIVE live and kicking here in January 2023. Wildcard weekend behind us. It is time for the divisional playoff round, ladies and gentlemen. The football season is nearing a conclusion. We are seven games away from having no more football until August. So we got to enjoy it while we got it. We had six games last week. And we'll run through those in a minute. CJ, Billy, Dino here. As always, and uh, Dino ends up getting the win on the week. He goes 3-2-1. I was also 3-2-1, but Dino got the tiebreaker. Uh, Billy and CJ were both 2-3-1. So we are all in the wheelhouse there. Not a bad week. Dino, uh, what, do you, what do you got going on this week? Very happy, um, but very sad because, like, got four, what, four games left? Six games left, something like that. Seven, yeah. Four this week, two next week, and then the Super Bowl. Then we have the XFL to look forward to. Hell yeah. So it's bittersweet, but I'll take a win when I can get it. I'll take a win when I can get it. All right. CJ, Billy, any games uh, that you want to talk that you just jumped out to you from the wild card weekend? Oh, yeah. I don't uh-huh. know. I don't know, maybe the third large blown fucking lead in the history of the fucking game, or whatever the hell it is. Do you know how many times they ran the ball in the second half? I don't. Seven times. With a 27-point lead? Yes. Mind-numbing. Is that Joe Lombardi offense? That's yeah, right. he got he got shit can today, but Brandon Saley's coming back. Thank God for them analytics. <laughs> you know what? He got bullied out of his analytics this year. I part of me wonders had he stuck to his guns, not gone for that field goal, gone for like some two or whatever it was. Maybe they get oh, it and ice. I lost a lot of respect for him when he just chased Joey Bosa's helmet and handed <laughs> it right back to him. <laughs> I lost a lot of respect for Joey Bosa in the game. Gained it all back when he talked shit about the refs after the yeah. game. Like he's fucking hey, hey young man, go grab that fucking helmet. I'm not picking that up for you. <laughs> yeah, what was that? So it was 27 nothing, then 27 seven. Ended up being 31. Jacksonville ends up coming back and win that one 31 30. Big win. I mean, what Trevor Lawrence had four picks in the first quarter. Is that is that right? Yeah, that's yes. about right. <laughs> so they're watching it going, God damn, he's maybe it wasn't Urban Meyer. <laughs> like, you know, like, you're sitting there going, and then you're just like, God damn, man, I don't even know what the hell happened. I had fallen asleep at some point during the third quarter and woke up, and I'm like, fuck, it's 31 to 20. Here comes Jacksonville, you know? I'm like, all right. Mm-hmm. Here is here is where the betting public has gotten a little bit smarter, though. It was all over Twitter to take Jags second half, or to take the, the Jags money line. 
because it was up to 1100 might as well but there was not a lot of there were a lot of people that were not counting the Jacksonville out as opposed to like last night when you knew it was over by halftime yeah Dallas just throttled Tampa Bay and there was it never looked hopeful another thing this is going to be a hot take but I'm kind of glad that the Lions season ended the way it did because if I was a Ravens fan I was a Chargers fan. I mean, the way if I was a Vikings fan, I mean, I'm sure we're going to get to it. Three yards on fourth and eight. That's how your season ends. Well, I mean, uh-huh. I, mean I mean, to be fair, that's been TJ Hawkinson's whole career. You know, he learned that from from, you know, the mathematician, you know, the, the rocket scientists there in Detroit. You're like, go three yards to stop. And then, you know, I don't care if you need to get to the sticks. Doesn't matter. We'll figure it out later. You know, it's just how that works out. That was the most Kirk Cousins throw Kirk Cousins has ever thrown. We were talking about that during the game. He he looked good. He played good. His numbers were good. He just did not put that drive together that he needed to put together to shut people up. No. He will make three yards on fourth and eight. Right. He'll never live that down. He will never live that down. He will make you plays. He will not make the plays. That's yep. the, that that sums up Kirk Cousins. And then you got and then you got Josh Allen on the Buffalo Bills, right? Who tries to make every fucking play, and you're just like, what are you doing? Like, <laughs> you can't lead the you can't lead the team in rushing and passing, Josh. This isn't fucking high school. Like, what the fuck's going on? This is the NFL. <laughs> Yeah, and, you know, and, so you guys, I mean, Daniel Jones. The game, you're just like, what the fuck are you doing? Let's, I mean, Josh Allen and Daniel Jones, like, you can tell Dable took a Buffalo offense, and Daniel Jones ran, what, 82 yards and had 300 and some thrown. It was like Josh Allen plays that he was running. And then you watched it earlier that day with Josh Allen in Miami, and it was like the same offense. And I, it's not a coincidence that – so Josh Allen starts his career. He's very turnover prone. Dable comes in, uh, you know, follows that up. He leaves. Josh Allen is now – he has the most turnovers in the NFL. Daniel Jones, who had the most turnovers in the NFL, is a very buttoned-up quarterback. That's good coaching. That's an excellent point. But, yeah, I mean, uh, Miami made that interesting with Buffalo. That was another game. Was it 17-0? And Miami crept. They hung around. They crept back. And they had they had a chance with a last drive as well to uh, possibly tie the game up if they could got in field goal range. Here's something I, I wouldn't have said last week. Skylar Thompson wasn't the problem. No. No. Mike Mc... I think their play calls are, are like two sentences long. I mean, you see McDaniels talking into the microphone for 10 seconds, and then you hear Thompson relay it. Okay, then he's in the huddle, and he's reciting the play. It takes 10 seconds for this fucking guy to recite the play, and then they go line up with 10 seconds on the clock to get everybody lined up and in position. Shorten your play calls. Or is it a guy who just doesn't know the office? CJ, you're on mute. Yeah, somebody decided they wanted to eat potato chips. Hey, fair enough. Dude, I don't know, man. 
at some point you gotta just just fucking grow one and call a play yourself. Get the fucking boys to the line. Let's go. Season's on the line. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> yeah, Skyler Thompson's not gonna do that. Jimmy but he made some he made some big impressive throws. They got dropped. Yeah, Miami. They. they you know, if you're a Miami Dolphin fan, that's one of the. That's probably the, the one team, where you felt good about your team's performance, and in in a losing effort. I mean, like Seattle got dog walked by San Fran. We even talked about that. It was forty-one twenty-three. They, they hung around early, but the second half they just got dominated. Miami, they hung in there all the way till the end. They showed a lot of fight with a third-string quarterback. And you, you can't ask for more out of that than having a shot to win a game with a third-string quarterback in the playoffs as a 13-point underdog. Yeah, I mean, it was super impressive. No doubt about it. And uh, Tyler on Baltimore coming down to that. Man, that uh, who the hell was number three on the Ravens that had the, the tip with, within their fingertips? On the last throw. Oh. Oh, I can't remember his name. It just took a. That's the the shape of the football coming into play there. Guy guys to bat it down, hits the side of his hand, takes that real downward spiral towards the turf, and if that ball goes has any bit of loft to it on the tip, that's a touchdown, and we're we're tied going to overtime. James Prochet. Yeah. Yeah. So close. That kid's probably going to be beating himself up all offseason over that. One more foot. How about Huntley just trying to Superman from the freaking one yard line? (laughs) These Harbaugh brothers on fourth and one. They're play calling. That and their usage of timeouts. What the hell? Just the Harbaugh brothers. Any anybody think? I don't think anybody was ever thinking about hiring Jim, but if they had a thought, they probably watched that game Sunday night and went, "Yeah, Jim, we're good." No, I I. So remember that runs we, in the family. We watched you do it against fucking TCU. We just watched your brother do it here. We're good. <laughs> um. We, so Nathaniel Hackett, week one, made an egregious call, and we all said, this guy's not a head coach. There was one of those this weekend that's not getting talked about enough. What the fuck? I don't remember if it was third or fourth down, but what the fuck were the Vikings doing on a reverse half to Kirk Cousins? Oh, that totally changed the game. I agree. Totally agree. That's damn the near game, The game totally flipped. As soon as they called that. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm thinking, how long is it before, what's his name? Kevin, is it Kevin O'Connor? Is that his name? O'Connell. 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 How long is it before he gets fired out of Minnesota? I mean, okay, you go 13 and 4, but are you on the downwards, are you on the downward swing now? I mean, you know, you had a team that was like all defense last year, right? And no offense. And now it's all offense and no defense. And they're about to lose Thielen. Yeah. 
I think I think he's safe for at least two more seasons. I mean, you go thirteen and four, barring what happens next year, who knows? But I mean, they didn't make the playoffs last year with Mike Zimmer. He would have four years of of nine and eight football, eight and eight, seven and nine, like mediocre football. He had one, I think, eleven and five season, but for the well, most part, he was there multiple yeah. times under Zimmer. Yeah, well, I mean, the same thing with Kevin O'Connell. Like they made the playoffs his first year of the thirteen win season. Yeah, but I think it's all an downward trajectory. It could, yeah, most likely. It's hard to win 13 games in the NFL. Very hard to go up from 13, but I think he's got at least three years. You know, he'll have two more seasons at least before the before they start to stiff around. Unless next year's a total disaster and they're a three-win team. And they're not going to be. They'll 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 be at least in the playoff conversation. Probably a wild card team next year. Um. I kind of see what CJ is saying, though, like not really talking about necessarily wins in a season, more or less. Like, are they going to get to the playoffs and even be a threat? Like, they weren't a threat. I mean, this is probably the tip of the iceberg for them. Like, they could still win 10 games and not win a wild card. You know what I mean? Yeah, I I see. I totally see what he's saying. That's very likely. But do you fire a coach for that? Jim Caldwell got fired. <laughs> and look what fucking happened. <laughs> look what fucking happened. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I, I know. I, I get the point. I don't necessarily. Was it, uh, was it Schottenheimer? Who was it in, in San Diego that went like 15 and 1 and got fired? I think it was Marty. Yeah. yeah. They, lost, they lost, what, four straight years in the. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Playoff, the AFC championship, the divisional round. And then they sucked for a while. Like, it's nothing good comes from firing a winning coach. No. Yeah, the grass isn't always greener. Yeah, how often has a team gone from being in in a four straight deep runs in the playoffs and then fire the coach and next year win the Super Bowl? I can't think of one off the top of my head. No. I mean, yeah, it was the narrative on Andrew Reid for a long time. He can't win the big one. Well, he goes to Kansas City, and now he's he, he got it. He got a Super Bowl, and he's there, going to be there every year until he retires, as long as he's got Pat Mahomes as his quarterback, it feels like. Well, Didn't like, he win us in Philadelphia? Wasn't it like 06 or something? No. They, they lost. They, made it. they lost. Oh, they lost the Patriots, didn't they? Yeah. But nonetheless, we ran through last week's games in a, in a weird fashion. I think we touched on them all. Um, Just, well, if we're moving on, one quick point. Again, something I w- wouldn't dream I would have said last week. Best quarterback performance of the week was Daniel Jones. Yeah. And Dak. Dak was good. Um, Dak, that's the best I've ever seen Dak play. Uh, Daniel Jones, I give the edge to because he literally he put that offense on his back. Um, but yeah, Dak, Dak, uh, a close second. I turned that game off last night as soon as Brady threw the pick. Just knew it was, <laughs> it was, uh, it's over. <laughs> it's over. <laughs> it was over before it fucking started. 
I gave it a couple drives just to see. Oh yeah, I guess, I guess we should let CJ take his uh, victory lap on Tom Brady. Should I dance on his grave? Should I do that to that poor sorry fucking bastard? You know the so-called goat. Garbage. Before we get into these Swiss games, uh, coaching stuff. I know, I know you had some breaking news right before the podcast. Do uh, you want to relay it? Absolutely. Um, one shows you how bad the fucking Panthers' job is. He wouldn't even interview for it. Uh, ben Johnson uh, informed the team he would be staying with the Detroit Lions. Good progress. I didn't think we'd reaped enough for the benefits of Ben Johnson. Uh, top five offense in the league, keeping that coordinator. That's huge. That, that can't be anticipated. Uh, I mean, if you believe in, in uh, Holmes, you'd think he'd find a, another good OC. But keeping a guy who was coveted, he interviewed for Indianapolis, Houston, and was going to interview for the Panthers and said, fuck that. Uh, so I think that's a huge, huge move. For the for the Lions, and it shows how good a coach Campbell is. Like he likes to play the he'll play into the idiot shit. But if look no further than his OC turning down the, a potential head coaching opportunity to fucking stay in that locker room, that's that's fucking impressive. Well, you could tell last night when he was on. I did watch a little bit of him on with uh, the Manning the brothers. Manning. Dude, he was so different than when he was on. The McAfee show. It, it's you can you can yeah. totally tell he plays to his crowd. Oh, absolutely. And when he missed that fourth extra point, and Motor City Dan Campbell's sitting there, he's like, he's like, yeah, I, uh, you know, I tell him I'm coming back to you, but if you miss one more, we're done. And as soon as he misses, and he just goes, ha, just a bit of the shanks. <laughs> Fucking incredible. <laughs> he was, he was good he, he's trying he's so serious. hard not to laugh you could see in that interview last night like yeah he was funny on McAfee and um you know he plays into the things press conferences are fun last night is the most I've seen of him to where you'd be like oh I get it for sure yeah yeah like if you watch that you can actually realize that he knows football you know what I mean like He's going in and talking plays with fucking Peyton and Eli. You know what I mean? Like, not that he doesn't understand, not that you wouldn't think that he wouldn't understand it, but you know, he doesn't come off as just like a fucking, you know, I'm going to eat all your goddamn kneecaps and shit like that. Well, and and little things like how he was deflecting. um, Yeah. He he was self-deprecating. He would deflect it all, all the praise that they were giving him for the season to his coaches and players. Like, 100%. See why guys want to run through a fucking wall for that guy. Yeah, I mean, he's, I think a lot of people forget he's been in the NFL for 20 years. I mean, he started playing in the early 2000s and didn't go to a college coaching staff. He went right on to an NFL coaching staff, worked his way up. You know, it's, it's like he's he's not gone anywhere. He's not he's not dumb. <laughs> people think he is. No. Like, I remember watching him coach in Miami thinking, this motherfucker is the biggest goddamn meathead I've ever seen in my life. Like, just, you know, just like you, you just get that impression from him, you know? He is a meathead, but he's not yeah. stupid. Yeah. 
Well, it's like Sean Payton had said, and I think he, I think it was an interview he'd done with Colin Coward because he does Colin Coward all the time. And uh, he was just like, he is the offensive version of Mike Vrabel. Yeah. As far as, you know, the coaching aspect goes. And people are like, what the fuck are you talking about? But you saw it last year when, you know, he fired Anthony Lynn and took over the play calling. And, you know, they went, what, three and three during that time or something like that? Three, three, this year, you know, they got the, you know, a top five, top ten offense, whatever the hell they are. And, you know, I mean, a lot of it is Ben Johnson. A lot of, you know, I think it's a combination of the two. And my thing is, you know, why would Ben Johnson want to go to one of these shitty teams? You know what I mean? When you're trying to build something in Detroit and you can tell that they're building it. You know what I mean? Like you could sit there and possibly win a Super Bowl within the next three to five years. Right. Or you could go to Carolina and get fired into or Arizona or fucking Houston or Indianapolis or where the fuck ever you're going to go, you know? Especially this fucking offensive coordinator not having any head coaching experience, you know? And the thing with yeah, Ben Johnson, too, is, like, I was always curious, what is, what staff is Ben Johnson putting together for these interviews? <laughs> Who is he? Like, he, is, he, he just got went from a tight end coach to an offensive coordinator in a season, and he's being thrown. You know he hasn't had a portfolio with that ready until the like towards the end of the season. It's not like what he's like what you hear coaches talked about and it's like, yeah, they they have they know who they're putting together for years. They have an idea of what they would love their staff to be. Yeah. Now he will. Next year he will. Aaron Glennon had a rough staff in place when he you know for the this year because last year he had interviews. So you know he had guys that he was gonna be using if he got a head coaching gig, but what yeah, but if you're Ben Johnson, are you not looking at that those opportunities and thinking I could be the next Sean McVay? Maybe. Oh no, you're not. <laughs> like no. You see those teams, like you know. The Rams weren't shit before Sean McVay. Jeff Fisher uh, weren't they like a 500 team like the whole time, like eight and eight? Isn't that why no. he got fired? Seven and nine. They had the number one pick with, to get Jared Goff, so yeah, they're a really Jeff bad Fisher, year in there. Jeff with Jeff Fisher Fisher. That. Yeah. Yeah. That was under Jelly. That was Jeff Fisher was the coach. They held on to him. Maybe it was the Titans where he had, like, all those fucking eight and eight seasons. Yeah, Jeff Fisher was solid with the Titans. He was terrible with the Rams. That. I don't remember all that. Because I remember being, like, like, like Jeff Fisher was kind of he, – he did stuff with the Lions when Jim Schwartz was here, and I was like, man, Jeff Fisher could – just bring him into the coach, the Lions. We would be so excited. Then he got the Rams gig, and I was like, okay, Jeff Fisher lost whatever he had in Tennessee. He is not the same coach because right the Rams were bad. What is Jeff Ben Fisher Johnson in Carolina? Like, what did he do there? What did who do? Ben Johnson. He's got ties to Carolina. He was. Uh, he went to college there. I think he grew up there. Like, I think he's from North Carolina. So he didn't do anything with the Carolina Panthers. Mm, he may have early in his career. I know he did stuff with the Dolphins and the Lions. Okay. And uh, I don't remember. I don't remember what else, what else he was at. But the thing with um, with the other coaching positions, if you're Carolina, why don't you just hire Steve Wilkes? Like, it make too much sense. 
just hire him. And if you're the Colts, the Colts I saw were interviewing everybody. Honestly, at this point, if you're Steve Wilkes, why would you take that? I would, I would say no. He should already have the job. Yeah. It's like Versace last year with the Raiders. I believe the Raiders would have yeah. been a far better team this year had they kept Passaccio than go to McDaniels. Well, it's because you got to get a coach that you're going to play for, and they were playing for him. You know, like, whatever the fuck John Gruden sent out in those emails and, you know, did whatever the fuck he did, he was at the Hootas doing Hootas. the old two-gun salute, you know, a fucking Urban Meyer style. Because right. he was representative at Hooters for a while when he was in Tampa. But anyways... Like, he took that over, and you fucking make the playoffs. And you're a decent team. I mean, excuse me. The Raiders are a good team. And they just, you know, did what they did. So it's like, you know, now you hire Josh McDaniel and fucking Derek Carr's leaving, and you're just like, I'm done with this fucking guy. So then where do you go from there? Is that where old fucking terrible, terrible Tom Brady goes? Fucking loser of the year. You know who won't be the, the head coach of the Panthers? It's Cliff Kingsbury. One of my favorite coaches. Oh, man, dude. Good for Cliff. What a legend. Did you see that Mike Florio report over the weekend? I I, mean, I don't know what's happening with Cliff Kingsbury. I missed all that. Oh, dude. he. I don't know. Is it his girlfriend or his wife? I don't know. He's he bought a one-way ticket to Thailand, and he is with a gorgeous chick in Thailand, just living it up. I'm getting off the grid with yep this chick in a full bikini coming for a while. (laughs) He had teams asking him if he wanted to be the offensive coordinator. He said, "No, I'm good." (laughs) (laughs) And Florio came out with a report over the weekend about. He has to, like, be trying to seek employment if they're going to give him, continue to give him the buyout. And fuck Cliffs and Tyler, like, yeah. Okay, Mike. And who was, I think it was Rap, uh, Ian Rappaport that said on McAfee a couple weeks ago, like, not only has he gotten paid from being a, a college head coach, NFL head coach, but he's turned that, he's turned that money into more money. He's fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's that was one of my favorite coaching stories of the weekend was uh was a Schrager that came out and said, Yeah, he's he's gone. Yeah, lots of yeah. interviews. Big big cliff guy now. <laughs> lots of interviews coming up. Um yeah, a lot of lot of coaches still in the playoffs linked to teams for interviews this weekend, so we'll see if anything changes next week. But Jim Harbaugh going back to Michigan and Ben Johnson coming back to the Lions is uh Good news for us, Michiganders. Yeah, I mean, the, the whole Jim Harbaugh thing, I give two fucks about. They're still going to get steamrolled in the championship game. Everybody knows it. Nothing's going to change. Yeah. Literally, everybody was pumping the tires of all the kids coming back. Great. They'll go 12-0 and again. They'll win the Big Ten again. And you know what? Maybe, maybe they get USC and they win. But they're going to fucking walk into this championship game against Georgia or Alabama and get fucking pummeled. But would you prefer that over them going 9-3, and three, losing to Michigan State, Penn State, and Ohio State? 
I mean, yeah, it's cool, but I just, I don't, I'm just kind of over college football. Like it's kind of lost its luster to me. I used to love it, but it, to, it's just, it is what it is now. Welcome to the dark side. Yeah. <laughs> See, I just found my love for college football. This is fucked. What the hell? I mean, I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, I still love like college football, but like, as far as like the University of Michigan goes, like, I didn't go there. That university hasn't done anything for me. The fuck do I care about it? You bandwagon Wolverine. You know, like, jumping off the bandwagon while everyone's jumping on. <laughs> I just, I, I wouldn't say I'm jumping off. Like, I'm glad they're winning. And, like, I still watch, but I'm not as diehard as I was. Yeah, it's the, it's the media, but... Like, if I would... Dude, I'm watching Tennessee, Alabama over Michigan, Indiana every day of the week. And twice on Sunday, yes. Yes. Okay. All right, well, let's dive into this week's games. Dino, you want to go first or defer? Jacksonville, eight and a half at Kansas City. I will go first. All right. I don't love my picks this week because I'm there's a foreshadowing. I'm picking three road teams and a home team. Don't love that in the playoffs, but you know it is what it is. So let's start off with Jacksonville getting eight and a half against Kansas City. Uh, I mean, Kansas City doesn't cover big spreads. They just don't, and you hope. Whatever the fuck Trevor Lawrence found in that second half sticks with him through the week. Um, if that's the Jacksonville that shows up, they could win this game, much less cover. If the first half Jacksonville shows up, they're fucked. So, uh, I mean, we'll see. But I, I, I can't take Jack. I can't take Kansas City to cover another fucking big spread, or I'll kill myself. Give me Jacksonville. Yeah, this feels this. I'm, I'm with you. I feel like Jacksonville. I think can't I think they they make it competitive early. Casey pulls away and then Jacksonville gets like a backdoor cover. Um, they lose by seven. I'll take I'll take the points, Billy. Uh, I just I do want to say I am wicked pumped for the quarterback matchups in the AFC. Yeah. How fucking stellar is that? Um, with that being said, I. Jacksonville, man, they spent a lot of energy coming back. It takes a lot out of you. Kansas City being off for, for the week. Also a short week for Jacksonville. Yeah. It's true. I think Kansas City's going to be able to score kind of at will. I could see him putting somewhere in the 30s up. Jacksonville, I think, is going to score, but I don't. I could see another couple Trevor Lawrence picks, and I think they only get to, I don't know, 21 to 24. I'm going to take Kansas City. I could see a big statement game here from the Chiefs. Okay. Ed, okay. Editor's note, not a short week for Jacksonville. Sorry. New York's not a short week. CJ. Eight and a half. Eight and a half. And it's in Kansas City. It's an arrowhead, yes, sir. And Patrick Mahomes still plays quarterback for the uh, Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, let me double check that. Yep, he does. Yeah, yeah. Give me, uh, 
yeah, yeah. Give me, give me Kansas City. I kind of like that. You know. All right. The Giants getting seven and a half points at Philadelphia. I, uh, I'm gonna take the Giants. Seven and a half, I think, is just too much. Uh, divisional game. Feel like this game's close. I think this game's closer than a lot of people think it's going to be. Granted, I had Philadelphia as my dark horse Super Bowl favorite. I'm still going to cling to that, but I wouldn't be shocked if the Giants pulled off the upset here. Billy? Hey, divisional matchup. They're going to play for the third time. You know what that means? Hammer the over. <laughs> Fucking song. Um, I'm actually with you. I kind of... I wonder how healthy Jalen Hurts is, because if he isn't running and he is just throwing the ball, the Giants are winning the game. I'm going to take the points in the G, man. All right, CJ. Yeah, give me the Giants, too. I don't know. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if they won the game. I don't know. I mean... Everybody picks Philadelphia, but, you know, if the way they played this past week against Minnesota, now it is against fucking Minnesota, but, you know, they ran all over the place, so they keep it close. I think they can. I don't remember what the scores were the past two times they played, but. Do you, do you guys think that uh, a wink will go to a three-man front and not rush anybody? Like not bring any pressure. Maybe to start, just for, go force Jalen. Yep. And just have your two DNs just kind of sit there. Your nose tackle just sit there and be the spy. Throw the ball, motherfucker. I just don't know if they have the secondary that can support that. And CJ, they played in Week 18. And yeah, Philadelphia won 22-16 with a bunch of backups playing for both teams. That's right. So can't really count that one. I'm trying to find their other matchup earlier in the season. Philadelphia bombs. They got both raced. Yeah. 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 But all right, Dino. I saw. I'm assuming your your heart's telling you Giants based off your reaction. I was I was gonna take the Giants. But if we're all in the Giants, Philadelphia will fucking cover this game. But Jalen's hurt. They they haven't looked good the last month. Will Daniel Jones put the team on his back twice? God, that seems like a tall fucking order. But he was the best quarterback last weekend. Over a touchdown. the, The Lions almost force you into these bets. That's my problem with this weekend. Is three of the four bets, I feel like the line makes me pick a certain side. Yeah. So over a touch, I, 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 I don't like doing it, but I guess we all win and we all lose. Give me, give me the fucking giant. Now I'm nervous. Yeah, one thing that, that does worry me with Philly, it doesn't get talked about a lot, is they their defensive line it's going to be tough to run against. They have a lot of beef in there. They added Sue and Joseph. They already had Jalen Davis and, Davis and um, uh, God, why do I want it? What's what the guy's name is escaping me? Jalen, uh, is it Twyman? Yeah. What is it? 
Jalen Carter? Oh, no, that's the new that's the D lineman this year. If, if uh, Davis, and God, they have the like he's like they're he's going to the Pro Bowl. He's a hell of a defensive. Oh, Hargrove, Javon Hargrove. Um, so they have a very 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 good defensive front. So it'll be interesting to see how the Giants move it on them. But third matchup are on the Giants nonetheless. So Billy, we're gonna go Sunday. Probably what most people are deeming the game of the week. The Cincinnati Bengals getting four and a half points at Buffalo. Okay, this opened at three and a half, and I texted you guys and I said I think that this is going to go with the four and a half, five, five and a half. I now think it wouldn't shock me if this pitch gets to six by Sunday. I just don't know how Cincy is going to block anybody. Their offensive line was already not good, and they lost three more guys. I love Joe Burrow. I love Jamar Chase. Cincy is a fun pet team. I just, Buffalo is just, you, Buffalo seems like that team that when they have to turn it on, they just will. And there ain't nothing that you can do to fucking stop them. I feel like Buffalo's going to win this game by two touchdowns. Give me the Bills. Oh. DJ. <laughs> you said by two touchdowns? Yeah. That's- I, I, yeah. I mean, I'm just, I'm just being honest. I don't. Since he's like, since he's offensive line is just not good, and that is going to be such a big. The only thing that I think that since he has going for him is Buffalo doesn't run the ball. Well, I don't think Buffalo. Hold on, hold on. Let me get this. Let me get this out of my system. I just want to say, the Buffalo Bills are overrated. Bop, 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 bop. Overrated. Bop, 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 bop. Okay. There's eight teams left playing football this weekend, CJ. Overrated. Bop, 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 bop. Bill's Mafia throwing motherfuckers to the tables. Josh Allen's doing a hundred goddamn different things. The motherfucker's head's going to explode. He's the fucking mushroom cloud brain emoji on the goddamn fucking cell phones that you're putting out in text messages. It's just... You see him after every game, and he's just fucking done. Looks like a goddamn deer in headlights. Can't keep doing that. So, with that being said, you can run on the Buffalo Bills. I I think I think Cincinnati wins this game. You're down to whatever you are in the secondary. You know, however many safeties you're down now, you're on what your third string safety, fourth string safety, whatever that is. I, I, I'm just going Cincinnati. I'm not. I'm not picking Buffalo. I know. So most teams with with the injuries that. Cincinnati has sustained at offensive line. Most teams would worry me. 
But in his NFL career, Joe Burrow has known nothing else. So if there's one guy that could withstand it, it's him. Did he get sacked nine times last year against the Tennessee Titans and still won? 16. They won, but Ryan Tannehill threw four interceptions, which Josh Allen is completely capable of doing. Josh Allen's a turnover machine. He's not Burt Kreischer's machine. He's the fucking turnover machine. No, I'm going back and looking at the Bills' schedule. Because it seems like they've played a lot of close games lately. They haven't been... Like, the team that they were when they played the Rams first week of the season, they're not that team. It doesn't seem like... But they're winning by decent margins. Now that I'm looking at their schedule. It just feels like they're closer than they should be. But, I mean, you got to go JRB, right? you got to go JRB. With four and a half points, trust that they can keep it within a field goal. They have an underrated defense. I'm thinking this is going to be a field goal game. Give me Cincinnati. That's why the line forces me to take Cincinnati here. Yeah, this game's tough to pick. I mean, this is also like essentially the Demar Hamlin game. Um, these teams were playing on Monday Night Football in Cincinnati, seven to three since he's winning, and you know that injury happens. We don't know the result of that game, obviously, but Cincinnati was playing tough with them. Granted, they were a lot healthier, but that was only three weeks ago. Um, it'll be interesting to see if Buffalo takes an emo- Like His game's going to have some emotion with it. It's going to have a lot of storyline with it. It's in Buffalo as opposed to Cincinnati, so it's going to have a little bit of a different vibe, different feel to it. But Cincinnati was looking really good against them three weeks ago, I don't think that changes. I think since he keeps this thing close and this is coming down to a final possession, I don't see it being a two-score game. I think this is coming down to a field goal, so I'll take the points and the Bengals. And CJ, we're going to the main event of the slate, if you will. In 1994, this was the biggest rivalry in football. The Dallas Cowboys getting three points. And they're going to San Francisco to take on them 49ers. No Steve Young, no Troy Aikman. We got Dak Prescott and Brock Purdy. It's a, it's a good quarterback matchup right there. It's uh, two future Hall of Famers. Um, let me think about this for a second. It's in San Francisco. Yes, sir. And what's the point spread? Three. It doesn't matter what the point spread is. We're going Dallas Cowboys. You want to know why? Because fuck the San Francisco 49ers. Fuck them right where they shit. We ain't picking them ever. See what they did to Tom Brady? Fucking greatest quarterback of all time. World's biggest fucking loser. He should have been on that goddamn show 100 years ago when they had it on TV. Fucking losing ass Tom Brady. Lost his wife. Lost the fucking game. Needs to just go off, fucking walk off into the sunset and call it all over. Done with it. Fuck out of here. But anyways, think they're not going to do that to Brock Purdy? Granted, San Francisco has a better offense than Tampa Bay, 
but I'm still picking Dallas. It's not a sure spike. All right, Dino. So this is on Fox, it looks like. Who's the who's calling this game? Greg Olson and that other asshole that's with him. Okay. Kevin Burkert. All right. He's good. I like that. So do I. No Troy. That's what I was looking for. No, they're on ESPN. They don't have another game. Yeah. <laughs> that's trouble. Yep. Um. Yeah, I'm taking San Francisco. I bet against Dallas, you're eventually going to be right. Um, I don't think Dak does that two weeks in a row. The there's no better roster in the NFL than the fucking Niners. So it's only a field goal. So I don't understand. This is what I don't understand: how the other game, how this is the closest game of the week. I would put San Francisco at four and a half and Cincy at two and a half, three. Not this game at three. I feel like at worst this is a push. Yeah, give me San Francisco. I feel like this is a no doubter, which means I'm probably wrong. But I, I mean, if premature lock, this is my lock of the week. Just because we have the exact same picks, I'm going to take Dallas. I was on. I was leaning San Francisco. Um, Did I sell you on the on the Cowboys? No, because because uh, I don't think I, I mean it wouldn't shock me if Dallas won. Uh, Big Mike McCarthy is a very good coach, uh, but I, I just it's something with the Cowboys. I just can't trust them. I think San Francisco is the more complete team, but I'll take the points. I'll take the points with everybody again. I'll take the Cowboys, Billy. I would like to know what Dallas's game plan is. Like, are they going to involve Tony Pollard? Are they going to be in shotgun? Are they going to do a lot of swing passes, screens, slants, like quick game stuff, get the ball out of Dak's hands, you know, kind of null and void that pass rush? If they do that, I it wouldn't surprise me if Dallas wins. But... They did play on Monday, and the Niners played on Saturday. And I think the Niners roster is just that much better. I do think that there's a pathway that Dallas could win, like I just said, but I'm going to take the 49ers just just on the rest. Dallas got a little beat up last night, too. Don't, don't forget that. Dallas got a little beat up last night. Well, it's like it's like the thing with it too is they are traveling to Tampa, back to Dallas, up to San Fran. A lot of travel. And if they come out and they try and feed Zeke like twenty times, dude, they're gonna get they're gonna get dog walked. Yeah. Like, they just they need to go quick and be just quick game stuff. I think the, the game's decided the other way around. Dallas's Dallas's defense has got to figure out a way to stop San Fran's offense. People talk about Jacksonville being hot, Detroit being hot, New York being hot. San Francisco hasn't lost in like three months, which maybe they do. 
But they haven't lost in three fucking months. Yeah. Well, so that kind of leads. So if you're doing the short game stuff, just keep moving the chains. Stay ahead of the chains. Keep moving the chains and keep the clock ticking. Snap the ball with one to two to three seconds left on the play clock every time. Don't let them score in the middle 30s. Only give them. Limit their possessions. Only give them six drives. Only give them six drives. Hope your pass rush is effective enough on three of them. Boom, that's... Maybe they score two touchdowns and a field goal. That's 17. Let's go get 20. Let's find a pass. Realistically, realistically, Dallas's only hope is that they get first half Brock Purdy and not second half Brock Purdy. If they get second half Brock Purdy, they're fucked. There's no one that can beat that team. You get second half Brock Purdy from that the Seahawks game. There's no better team in NFL history. Your first half Brock Purdy, you can you can take advantage of that. It's going to be interesting. Let's do a tiebreaker on that. Brock Purdy, man. I could see a 21-17 Dallas win. So are you going with uh, with 38? Absolutely fucking not. The Niners are going to win that bitch 24-20. All right. DJ, uh, 52? Make it 53. Oh. I don't know what are you doing for your tiebreaker. Uh, 28-17 uh, for a total of 45. Oh, dirty dog. I like it. Um, I mean, 37's been pretty good to me, so I'm going to stick with 37. Um... We want to do one lock. Dino and I both hit our locks last week. I had Miami and the Giants. He had San Francisco and Jacksonville. Uh, Billy had Tampa and Baltimore. CJ uh, had Cincy and Seattle. One lock. One lock? I told you mine. Yeah, I already told you mine. San Fran? What do you got? What do the other fellas think? One lock or two? Buffalo. I'm I'm good with one. One? All right. I don't care. Lock them all down. Fuck it. <laughs> all right. Who do you got? CJ, Billy, who do you guys got for your, your biggest lock? Buffalo. I had the Giants, but I'm nervous now that we all picked them. I don't know. I don't know if I want to pick Kansas City or Dallas. New pick Kansas City, we all have one game. Well, fuck it. I'll take Kansas City as a lock, then. We'll do it that way. All right. I dig it. All right. Anybody got anything else they want to touch on before we wrap this thing up? No. You guys watch that golf last weekend? Golf for me doesn't... Yeah. Watch more hockey than golf. I got uh, I got the Wild Capitals on right now. I did a little four teamer with the Wild and. Well, I thought you were saying the Capitals were wild. I was like, what the fuck are they doing now? 
I had the Wings game on, but the, but the stupid cat uh, changed the channel, so. Fucking cats. My cat does How does that game look in that arena? Yeah, our cat does uh, You know, I only caught, like, a couple minutes of it. It looked, it looked, it looked kind of normal. I mean, it wasn't. It's just like the same shot you always get. What arena are they playing in? Mullet Arena in Arizona, where there's like it's a college arena, it's like 5,500 people there. Because the Coyotes somehow are still a franchise in Arizona, haven't moved to a more. Uh, first of all, they're in the Central Division, which Arizona is pretty fucking west, and uh, they should have moved, maybe moved the team. I don't know. Maybe a state like Wisconsin that's pretty known for hockey or. Hell, even even Indianapolis could probably support a hockey team, or you know, Oklahoma, Houston, only the third biggest city and the, the fourth biggest city in the country. They moved the team to Houston. Um, worked well in Dallas, so I don't know. It's really bizarre that they're still still there, still a team. Rather move them more central to put them in the central division. Let's put them in an arena where they can only have five thousand people. It checks out. And it is Arizona, right? What are the Coyotes doing? They still are the Coyotes, aren't they? Yep. And the Coyotes. Imagine Game 7, Western Conference Finals. 5,000 people there. <laughs> you know what, though? They've been actually pretty good at home in this arena. I think they're like... Well, considering how bad they are, they're, uh, they're like the third worst record in the league, maybe fourth worst record in the league. But uh, at home, they're like 500. Play 500 hockey at home. It's probably hard to get up and play for that. When you're the away team? Yeah. Yeah. No doubt. That's it. That's enough hockey talk for this show. We, we, we've got football talk. we got four games this week. A couple good ones. Well, all four of them should be pretty good, actually, now that I look at it. If everybody plays their 8A games, it's going to be a great weekend of football. Yeah. Absolutely. All right, folks, thanks for listening. Catch you next week.